Tuning into the 345th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Radio, SoundCloud, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via being recorded from Buffalo, New York. As always, going to have a great pod for all you guys today. Going to have a good friend of mine, a sports fan of legend, Zach Williford, a.k.a. Mr. Zach on the podcast to break down NFL. We talk arenas he's been to in the NFL, the Chiefs-Bills a couple weeks ago because he traveled there to Arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri. We talk about the Bills versus the Titans, Derrick Henry, how special of a player he is. We also talk about guys like Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, the Browns, we get into that. And then we talk about the NBA, he gives us Western Conference, Eastern Conference predictions, talks about Kevin Durant, LeBron, Giannis Antetokounmpo, so drops a lot of great content in this pod, I loved it, but before we get to that conversation, I'm going to give my shameless plug right now, first time listener, thank you, but subscribe and follow right now, like literally right here, right now, also, share this podcast with your friends and family, whether it be via Reddit threads or Facebook group chats, etc, etc, subscribe to my YouTube channel, I post three to five minute clips of this podcast, as well as my syndicate show, Outside the Shop, type in Daryl Lane and you will find it, follow me on Twitter, at nighttrain underscore lane. I'll say it again, at nighttrain underscore lane. And lastly, if you have Apple or if you have iTunes, then give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right? If you don't like the podcast, then don't say anything. Because you know what your mama told you? If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. So my big issue with sports fans can be this. When I say the name Tom Brady, you think of GOAT. You think of seven Super Bowl championships. You think of multiple league MVPs, right? Of course. Makes sense. But if I now say Tom Brady is not a top five quarterback in the NFL, which, in my opinion, he's not. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, all five guys who can do things both running and passing that at this point in his career, Tom Brady can. And people might say, oh, Daryl, you're being disrespectful, but that's just the case. Tom Brady also has a lot more weapons than each of those teams. He plays an aggressive style of football, which allows him to put up more stats. Now, Tom Brady, they'll say, Tom Brady, Daryl, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Seven Super Bowl rings. Correct. Seven Super Bowl rings. But those Super Bowl rings were won in 2001, 2002, 2003. 2014, 2017, 18, 2020. We are currently in the year 2021. So those Super Bowl rings mean nothing for this year. You get what I'm saying? Every year is different. Players improve. Players stay the same. Players get better. Players get worse. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player of all time, right? Arguably the greatest American team sport athlete of all time right now. Right now, at this very moment, Kyle Kuzma is better at basketball than Michael Jordan. Kyle Kuzma is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan in 2021. Now, if we go back to 1998, it's Michael Jordan hands down, not even a close, not even a competition, but 
you see how I specifically mentioned the year and time, and now we fast-forwarded about 20-something-odd years later, and Michael is no longer the same human being he once was. In the year 2018, Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, the number one overall draft pick, was better than Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, who was completing less uh, than 50% of his passes at Wyoming, and struggling against teams like Gardner State or whatever. Kyler Murray was his backup at Oklahoma. Kyler, Baker was better than Kyler Murray. All three of those guys in the NFL, and it would be inarguable, you would say that Baker's better than Lamar is a league MVP. Josh Allen was one of the leading candidates in the MVP voting last year. Kyler Murray is leading the MVP race this year. Baker Mayfield will never win a league MVP. He will never be in contention for a league MVP. Now, Baker Mayfield can win you a Super Bowl. He's a very solid player, but he's not the special talent any of those three guys are. And that gets into what I'm thinking. The draft. Everybody always talks about the draft. I was talking to my friend Silas Garris in front of the show for the draft. Is it your floor versus your ceiling? What you are right now versus what you can be, like I said, Baker Mayfield. In 2018, better than Lamar. Better thrower of the football. Better thrower of the football than Josh Allen, as crazy as that is to say. Better player than Kyler. That's why Kyler was his backup. And looking at playing baseball as a career option, not playing pro football. But all those players got exponentially better. Their ceiling rose. Baker stayed the same, or at best only got a little bit better. Baker will never be a top five quarterback in this game. And that's fine. Like I said, you can win a Super Bowl without it. I don't want to be disrespectful to Baker or hate on Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield was my QB1 in that draft. My QB2 was Josh Rosen. My QB3 was Lamar Jackson. My QB4 was Sam Darnold. And my QB5, Josh Allen. By the way, I apologize to you, Josh. Now, if you had to do that over again, number one, Josh Allen. Number two, Lamar. Maybe you could debate one or two, Lamar and Josh. Number three is clearly... Baker Mayfield, number four, five, the busts of the Jets and the Cardinals, Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen, both California kids, by the way. You see, when we start looking at what you are right now at this point in time, ceiling versus floor, getting better versus getting worse, these are all the things you have to take into consideration. And as we see the Browns reeling, right? One of the most talented teams in all football. They're now 3-3. Three and three. Injuries all around, and Baker can't elevate the players around him. And it's not his fault. He's not at the level of a Josh or a Lamar. The Ravens, multiple injuries at the running back position, but they still have the best rushing attack of all football. You want to know why? Lamar's running is so special and so transcendent that it does not matter who the running backs are. As long as they're NFL caliber... Lamar will make it work in that triple option zone read, pistol read option running game that the Baltimore Ravens run. Right? Why do people always talk, you know, about words like talent, potential, growth, measurables? Because those are the things that have allowed Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson to now succeed at a higher level than Baker Mayfield. Like I said. Josh Allen, MVP contention, can make throws and not a lot of quarterbacks in this league can make Lamar Jackson the running game revolutionary. Baker Mayfield, right now on the NFL season, he's projected to throw 16 touchdown passes and 8 interceptions. That would have been a good stat line. 40 
years ago. 40 years ago, that'd be good. But now we're in an NFL era where quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, who played the Cleveland Browns, by the way, uh, they throw four touchdowns a game. You can't play that way. In the modern NFL, you just can't have that. And also, by the way, like I said about improving and getting better, Kyler Murray, that guy, was Baker Mayfield's backup in college. When we say Jordan could lose to Patrick Beverly one-on-one right now, that's because Jordan's 60 and fat right now. Jordan got worse. Beverly, at that point in time, wasn't even born, I don't know, got better. That's what you need to look at. And cut him next out of the break on um, Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to get to Mesna Zach. Cut him next out of the break on um, Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach, a.k.a. Zach Williford. How you doing, man? All right, girl. How about yourself? I am doing absolutely fantastic. So first, let's start with this. The Bills versus Chiefs. You actually got a chance to attend that game. Just talk about the atmosphere and everything leading up to that game for you. Well, um, Kansas City, big time football town. Um, Stadium, stadium is located not not far outside the city. Um, it's a big lot. It's, it's actually the same parking lot as the baseball stadium, which makes it look beautiful when the light when when the lights are on. Um, uh, the the uh, stadium is kind of it's kind of older stadium. Uh, they have a Great fan base, friendly fan base also. Um, good sportsmanship I've seen in the audience in, in, in the parking lot. Uh, I, 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 it's a good place to go watch a football game. So, how where would you put that venue up in terms of other places you've been, other sports venues you've been? Where would you put Arrowhead at? As far as the football experience, it's, it's, it's top notch. Uh, they, they say it's one of the noisier uh, stadiums in the league, but I, I, I think I think we can go I think we can go noise to noise with them and hear Buffalo. Um, they say they say Seattle has a loud uh, stadium also, but. I think Buffalo can rock with it. Can rock with any any of those places. I've never been to Seattle. I've um, been to Miami the games, uh, Cleveland. Uh, of course, Kansas City, uh, Denver. Uh, I went to old the Washington Redskins Stadium, um, New Orleans Saints Stadium. I've been to my share of stadiums. Um, still have a few more that I want to see. Um, What's on your list in terms of stadiums as, you want to see? As far as, 
fan base as far as uh, the staff and the people, how they treat you. Kansas City is Kansas City's top. They're one of the top. No. Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, disrespectful. Uh, Miami, they just talk. You know, uh, Kansas City, you actually can have some knowledgeable football conversations with people. Uh, I, I, I enjoy KC. And um, as a matter of fact, this is my second time going here. And uh, I think out of like seven seven road games I've been to in my life, this is the first time I've ever been on the winning side. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's shocking. You traveled I a lot, too. I've never been on the winning side. Uh, I went to, I've been to Cincinnati Stadium. Uh, yeah, but it's the first time I've ever been on the winning, um, winning side. So, so you, you mentioned that, you know, Kansas City, you know, they have knowledgeable fans. Are there, and they're respectful fans. If you want to mention, are there some teams, some teams that have maybe haven't been as knowledgeable and as respectful? Cleveland and Miami. Okay, those are the two teams. And why specifically? Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland's just playing rowdy. And Miami, um, you know, I, I think they, their, football, their football fans, um, They 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 kind of like talk one sided football, you know. Like that's not that's not a good conversation when you talk one sided football, you know. Maybe they talk that way to me because I was on the losing side. That's my experience, but I caught some not good football conversations. You know, it's it's good when you go to an event and you can have good conversation with people. You know, and uh, I think that I think I think. As far as talking football, we talk about cover two zone, who's on the injured list, what the weak spots on their team, what looks good on our team. That's good football talk. And you think, okay, so let me get this. No, that's right. So I just want to get this straight so I get this correct for everybody. So Miami fans, for you, they don't have that football talk where it seems like they're really knowledgeable about the game. But, you know, for the most part, they're nice, respectful, whatever. Cleveland Browns fans, they can be rowdy, rah, 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 maybe a little bit disrespectful, but they know the game, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but I'm just saying, uh, they're not very welcome to our towers. They're not very welcome to our I never experienced the game with Philadelphia, but I heard they were like that down there also. So what are some? Well, because you mentioned this right, there are some arenas that you said you want to go to, some stadiums that you want to go to. What are some of those stadiums? Well, I would like to go. I like to go to the Dallas Cowboy Stadium. I think that would. I, I would and um and also, also on Las Vegas. Are you trying to go to those new, uh, <laughs> those new stadiums, that new money stadiums? Um, Outside of the kickoff. I, I, I wouldn't like that. 
Well, if you're traveling from Buffalo to Atlanta, you obviously want to see some football. So if you're sitting outside. Right, right. Well, you know, and the, 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 last, the last Bill, um, the Bill game, you had to show um, the best sneak and car to get in the game. That went, that went pretty smooth. In Kansas City, you didn't have to show anything. Matter of fact, I wore my mask the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do this, right? So you said you've been to the Browns, uh, you've been to the Brown Stadium, you've been to Arrowhead, you've been to uh, the Superdome in New Orleans, you've been to Mile then Denver, right? Uh, Cincinnati. Cincinnati. So out of all the stadiums you've been to, just rank them from best experience. Okay, and why? Why so? How so? Oh man, it's just the green, the greenery, and the, and the bright, and the brightness. You know, you know, it was. I mean, it was, it was a, a night. It was seventy-five degrees, eight o'clock night game. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So, I've been to Cincinnati. It was snowing. Buckets of snow. Cleveland. It was raining and snowing. Kansas City. It rained the whole second half. The first time I went there it was like an ice storm. So I mean, as far as as far as looking at a game, Miami was the best. As far as just watching a game and comfort, um, but my and and my 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 this was my best experience because we actually won the game. Um, I could go all the way back to 1988 Cincinnati Bengals game when we lost in the AFC Championship. Uh, the Icky Shepherd. Um, that was before your time, but. I'm quite sure you heard of it. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> I was present for that game. So I would say, I would say, uh, Kansas City, Kansas City um, was was my most happiest that I, that I went. The games that I went to, the most pleasant, the most beautiful scenery was Miami. Um, and most of my other games were bad. Denver, Denver, Denver. Broncos, yeah, I was in a nosebleed, but that was cool because I, I like I like the crowd crowd atmosphere there. Um, well, I, I'd say I'd say I'd say uh, Kansas City was the Kansas City was the best game. Miami was the best scenery. Cleveland was the worst experience. Uh, Cincinnati was the biggest game. It was the AFC Championship game. That was the most um, meaningful game I ever went to. Uh, we lost, but um, like I said, those 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 are those are some of my. I, that's how that's how I would, I would rank it. But I have more. I have more games I got to go to. You know? And a lot of times, your most recent experience is your precious experience in your mind. But as far as the photo package, good food, different food, you know, and uh, nice beef brisket, uh, chili macaroni and cheese. They had some little menu things on the menu I hadn't seen before. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I, you know, if you can live through my little experience I had, I, 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 I enjoyed it, you know, and um. Everything is 
everything's appreciated and, and I try to enjoy it the best I can. You know, and I try to bring it to you and, and make and make it as you know, um, see it through my eyes. See it through my eyes. It was always better to go to a football game in pleasant weather. No, that I agree with. So let's go to this. Let's go to the actual game: Chiefs versus Bills. Obviously, the Bills went thirty-eight to twenty, kind of dominate the game. Just talk about from what you saw from that matchup, and how shocked were you by the result? Because this was also the first time you've actually traveled to a win. But you know, the by Bills season ended last year in Arrowhead, so they came back there and kind of got some revenge. So kind of just talk about that. Um, what I, what I noticed, what I've noticed the most about that game was the pass throw. Nobody was open. They, they, I mean, they, 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 they covered their, their they covered their, their defensive backfield. It wasn't a lot of openings. Um, I wasn't, I was impressed by the pass rush and the way they rushed the passer. Um, the tackling, the tackling was sure and good tackling. You um, I, I, I like, I, I, and also, I also think that was the best game I ever seen Josh Allen play. His accuracy was his accuracy was unbelievable, and um, he ran when he, he ran when he had to, and he he, he played he played, he played all around game. Um, Patrick Mahomes is faster than I thought. I mean, in person, he's pretty fast. He's pretty fast. Um. This, their, 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 their wide receivers were on lock. A few, a few of those sacks were basically coverage sacks because he had nowhere to go with the ball. Uh, I like the way they played the run and picked up a couple of turnovers. Uh, the intermission, the intermission of the of the game with all the rain, I thought. I, well, I didn't know the rules about. I didn't know the rules in, in the state of Missouri, but after you have a, a, a warning of thunder, or a, a lightning strike, or something like that, you have to sit out for an hour before you can resume activity. Um, I thought they were delaying the game so Kansas City could get their momentum. <laughs> that just was me, my Buffalo paranoia. Oh, you th- oh you thought something funny was up? Yeah, it was taking too long. And uh, after the intermission, the people in the, the people in the audience they got a little more right. They got a little. They started talking back a little bit because Kansas City had a little momentum, and uh, the rough and the Panther on Josh Allen really shut them down. Cause it looked like the momentum was changing for a minute, and uh, somebody gave somebody rough Josh. Yeah, he got broke in the past here. Almost, he was almost in the end zone. And um, I think it was Frank Clark. But uh, that was that. That that the game was looking like it was the momentum was changing and the crowd was really getting back into it. And then we were on third and long, and uh, they got a penalty. And the rest we didn't look back after that. So when there was thunder and lightning, did you stay outside? How did that all work? Did you guys all go back? Where did you go? Well, basically, basically everybody went to the hallway. 
and um, the hallway and the, and the um, under the cover of the um, tunnels. Um, I actually had some friends. My friends who I was attending the game with, they have um, they have like they have like the type of seat where you can you can sit in you can sit in the press box area or you can go outside. I mean, they they got some nice they got a, they got a nice setup. You know, I mean, the um, it's, it was called the Founders Club. Founders Club at, at um at uh, Arrowhead Stadium. It's like you know where the people watch again inside and they go outside also. So I, I had the best of both worlds. And and I was kind of and I and I was talking kind of loud. I had to talk a little bit. So, but. Uh, it seemed like a long time just for the intermission. And once it seemed like it stopped raining and it still was holding intermission, but like I said, I didn't know the rules of the state of Missouri. That's, uh, Tornado Alley or whatever. So they think they look at things different like that down there. Uh, up here for if you get lightning at a game, it's a half hour delay. I found that out last week at a high school, watching a high school game, New York State. You know. So each 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 um area has different rules for um you know the safety of the fans or whatever. I think I think. Uh, I think they were doing, I thought they were really doing, I kept asking, is this an NFL uh, issue or is this a Kansas City issue? You know, the the, the end of the game. So let's go. It it wasn't enough. So let's go to the. It was was a great experience and a great time. How how shocked were you, though, by the final score? Did it surprise you how dominant the Bills were? No, we, 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 we seem very dominant in that game. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not shocked. Um, they, they were having trouble moving the ball on them, and um, we were confusing them with our coverage. And then, and then they, then, and then they, then they rock, rock, rock Kelsey's bell, and that, that, that really shook them up. Yeah. Mr. Cool Kelsey got the bell wrong, and that was that that was, that really was a game changer. Do you think you know right? Because this is the team that the Bills could see in the future. Do you think there's anything Kansas City could take away from this loss to where the matchup in the in a postseason uh, setting potentially could be different, or do you think this is kind of like the Bills have their number? It's going to kind of go this way every time. Yeah, first so quarter. I don't. I don't think. I don't think we like actually have their number, but we're not as intimidated by them and their deep ball and their, and their bomb threat like we were last year. We played this. We played a safe, a two deep zone, and and we let them and we let them run the ball on us. Oh, I think for over two hundred yards last year. So we were playing. We were playing so cautious in the secondary. And our secondary so far spaced out. We were getting, we were giving, we were playing so far off, off the corners. We're playing so 
fire off the receivers. We just like they, we were like giving them ten yard cushions and that that, that backfired on. Them. Right there's a the saying. You know, there's a saying, uh, respect all, fear none. Uh, well, that turned around. That turned around. That's a good, that's a good saying. But I guess if you I guess if you've been on the other side of a couple of those Patrick Mahomes bonds, you might. <laughs> 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 you know, when he throw over 57 touchdowns one year? Yeah, I believe that was his first year starting. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is special. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and then kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to get into the Monday Night Football game that was the Bills and the Titans. Kind of next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Mr. Zag with us. So, the Bills lose a heartbreaker to the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football. Derrick Henry takes over. What were your thoughts of that game? Uh, I always consider Tennessee a bad matchup for Buffalo because of the running game. Uh, two years we beat them. I think it was like two years ago I was at a game and we played Tennessee. And I think we, I think we scored five field goals that game. Or well, I think they, I think they, met, I think they might have missed four field goals. But anyway, we won an ugly game, and uh, we held Henry to, um, uh, which we call a bad rushing day. Overall, we gained time for them. Last year, last year they did, they got us. Uh, a couple years ago, I went to see. Um, when I went to Miami to watch the Bills play, Tannehill got us again. See, like he has good games against the Bills. He, he as the game goes on, he gets stronger, and and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Because we had we we had him, he, he was shook. But once he gets his momentum, and and also he had he's, he's he has fast, he's fast with his feet, and he can he can make a few things happen with his speed. Once he gets rolling. Or maybe the Tannehill that played for the Dolphins. <laughs> but the Tannehill that played for the Dolphins even gave us a hard time. Uh, they, we, Mario Williams sacked them four times. They still beat us. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. So, I was at that game. That's, I was at that game. Yeah. That was very true. Uh, so, how about this? Well, let's think about this for a second. Derrick Henry. How special of a running back is he? Your time watching football, when I say Derrick Henry, what other names I'm, come I'm to about, mind? I'm about to, I'm, about to, I'm about to tell you something. And I heard this out of his out of his out of my dad's mouth. My dad's going through some medical things and I and I think we go through a lot. We went together a lot, once appointments and all these stuff, and he's the man who taught me sports. And I heard him say something today 
And my, uh, Richard Pryor wouldn't even say. He said, son, I've never even seen Jim Brown like that. I was in shock. I couldn't get a word out. He said, I've never even seen. He said, Jim Brown was good, but I, Jim Brown didn't have, he had breakaway speed, but not like that. That was it for me. Hey, when you when you mentioned the name Jim Brown, that's you know. And my father seen Jim Brown. Yeah. That my that's father, that's, my, that's, my, that's my dad's era. They're probably about the same age. I'm about to remind him what he said. He said he hasn't seen anything since Jim Brown. That Jim Brown. Doesn't even think so. He doesn't even believe that Jim Brown could do the things he was seeing Derrick Henry do. Like I said, a lot of times you remember the most recent things you've seen. He hasn't seen Jim Brown run the football in over fifty years. Of course, for him to even mention something like that was 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 put me in shock. I didn't even I didn't even say nothing. I just I just I just. Absorbed that. Now we've watched, we didn't watch, we didn't watch Earl Campbell, we didn't watch the real David together, we watched OJ together, we watched Bo Jackson together, we watched football together. Now John Ridley, we we didn't watch him running back. Wait, I never heard him. I never heard him compare no one to Jim Brown. <laughs> so when you watch, that up for you. When you watch Derrick Henry, are, do you kind of think like I've never seen this before in your time? And and, and the way he picks his whole, <clears throat> no, way the offensive line has changed, has a type of change of direction, blocking style. Do you think Derrick Henry's better than a prime Adrian Peterson? Or a LaDainian Tomlinson? Different. Different. How so? Uh, one, one man can One man can tackle uh, Henry. Uh, Peterson was a powerful back in and he hit the hole. We had break, he had breakaway speed. Uh, that's a good comparison. But well, I think I think Henry is bigger. Um, he might be uh, a little and, faster. And you know what? Henry avoids contact from time too. He, his, that straight arm is a monster. 
Yeah, he doesn't take a lot of those kill shots. Like, he's a very physical runner, but he makes sure that he's the one delivering the contact, not the other way around. Well, uh, but Jets, the Jets caught him running, running through the whole stand and straight up, and, they pay, and he paid for it. That's the most, that's the highest I paid him to get hit in a while. The Jets was hitting him right at the hole. He was running, he was running high. They were still kicking him right between his numbers. Surprised me a couple of times that he didn't that he didn't you know brush off the first hit, but he couldn't. They were they were great tackles. You, know, you can fall asleep. You can fall asleep against a team like the Jets, but you know everybody was on their best on playing a, a game against the Bills, especially in the second half. They, 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 we didn't score in the fourth quarter. And, and, uh, they matched the point for point in the second quarter. Well, we only lost one quarter to one to count. We got shit out in the fourth. How do you feel about the notion of Derrick Henry for MVP? So you have no problem with that play call at the end of the game? Like I said, at home, I'd have went for the stick. At, on the road, I'd have went for the tie. I'd play for overtime on the road. At home, I'd go for it. Why do you have that philosophy? Old school. Old school. And I just believe, I just believe in home field advantage. You get our fans rocking you on the one yard line. Oh, that basically, first of all, they would have called the timeout and got that play together. Because there been so much noise, they couldn't even hear themselves. Seemed like they rushed into that play. First, he went through the shotgun. Then he went under center. Then he hesitated on the sneak, just like he did earlier in the game. Dawkins got still straight up. Hmm. Better off calling the timeout and bringing two tight ends and pull back and just smash it in there. I don't really like the shotgun on the goal line, so I'm glad he didn't go with shotgun. But seemed like shotgun would gave him more options to see what was going on. So it's easy, it's, it's, you know, it's. it's when 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 something that when something when a play doesn't execute right, we can always find this and that wrong. 
to get to talk about it. Something like Bill Parcells would do, or or uh, Jimmy Johnson, or aggressive uh, old time aggressive um, ball coach who believe in who believe in going for fourth down. Mike Shanahan who believe in going for fourth down. Andy Reid going for fourth down all the time. I mean, that's a, I, I like the aggressive attitude and what you're thinking about. But so, so I want to pose this to you now. Uh, the Titans are a team, right? They're ahead of the Bills in the AFC standings. You know, wouldn't be surprised if the Bills and the Titans, that could be a matchup uh, in the first round of the playoffs. Possibly in the second round of the playoffs. This could be a team the Bills see again for sure. You've mentioned you think the Bills struggle to match up issue because of Derrick Henry running the football. How do the Bills better prepare for the Tennessee Titans in case of a future matchup? Because Tennessee Titans are 4-2. The Bills are 4-2. This is a team that you can see down the road. I say, I say, win all our home games, play 500 ball on the road, we good. Oh, so you're not even worried about the Titans if you do that. If we went all our home games, maybe a little over 500 on the road, that would, that would put up in uh, 13 and 5, I mean 13 and 4, or 12 and 5. That might get a home field advantage. <laughs> but how do you think the Bills... 13 and 4, 13 and 4 definitely get a home field advantage. How do you think the Bills can slow down Henry in a potential rematch, though? We got this out for him. If that's the case. So there's no stopping Henry. We, 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 we needed 40 to run last night. <laughs> and we were on an easy pace to get 40. We had 31 at the end of the third. 40 should have been no problem. Hesitate on, you know, hesitate to play calls, not no space in the running game. And, and uh, pass terrible. So I, I want to talk about another guy uh, similar to Henry, a very special player, MVP conversation, Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Ravens just smashed the Chargers. Lamar was fantastic. Uh, Lamar's been amazing this season. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens have one of the best rushing attacks in all, all of football, and they do it in a very different way from the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I want to know, in your time watching sports, have you ever seen somebody like Lamar? Uh, he, he, he fits him. Um, Michael Pick, um, Mo, I don't think, I don't think he came as, a, as an accurate passer with Michael Vick or better passer than Michael Vick but his release his release point on the ball is getting better um, his 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 touch is getting better um, it's just a waiting it's just a waiting to see how how he, how he performs in the playoffs that's his next stepping stone right yes it is playoffs that's his next. That's his next stepping stone. Uh, all around, all around athlete, winner. Uh, I actually think he, he should protect his body more. A lot of times, once you get the first down, just fly, young man. 
you play 20 years if you learn how to slide. If not, somebody's going to come head on you. know, if he slide, man, that, that would change his whole game. Sometimes, sometimes you juke him and keep going. Sometimes you drop down. Take don't don't take unnecessary hit. That's my scout report on Lamar Jackson. Okay, uh, let's keep on the the synopsis of, of scouting reports, right? Uh, let's go to another uh, player in the AFC North, Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's been kind of criticized lately. Some people are down on Baker. The Browns have been struggling. What do you make of Baker's play so far? Can he be the guy to lead the Browns to a championship? So do the Cardinals. Yeah, Russell gets the bigger picture that way. I mean, if you look at a guy like RG3, what derailed RG3's career? He didn't slide. That was quick. Yeah, he was out of the he was out of it in a minute. Yeah, that's how quickly this league can uh, chew you up and spit you out. So what we're going to do is we're going to take another break. And then kind of next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to get into some basketball. Kind of next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Sports Talk Club, Mr. Zach with us. So here's what I have for you. Uh, ben Simmons, I don't know if you heard this, he got kicked out of the Philadelphia 76ers practice. Uh, 
basically refused to participate in drills. Doc Rivers kicked him out, said, see ya, wouldn't want to be ya. What do you make of the Ben Simmons situation in Philadelphia? So Ben Simmons got kicked out of practice and he's been suspended for conduct detrimental to the team. He would not participate in drills. He refused. Hmm. I heard bits and pieces of that. Um, did, he, did he come back? Because... Um, Yes, he did. Um, they said um, the Sixers had put uh, $8.5 million due to Simmons and Esbro. His fine and his, and his fines and his, for practicing and missing games be taken out of that. Um, so did he come back just so he can get he get his checks or I don't know why they're having such a hard time getting rid of him. I don't I don't see why they're having such a hard time getting rid of him. So I think right now they live in a world where the Trailblazers aren't willing to trade CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons. Uh huh. Which is crazy to me, but I don't think anybody wants them. I don't think they're they're not getting what they the value that they think they should be getting. Right, right, right. But now I want to go to this really quickly. So I think everybody would agree. I don't know. Maybe you disagree with this. The top three basketball players in the world right now are in no particular order: Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Giannis and Kevin Durant are going to be playing tonight. Actually, they're playing right now uh, as we're recording this 8.13 p.m. Giannis or KD? Or maybe you think it's LeBron who's number one. Who is the best out of all of those three? And what's the gap between those three? Upside at this point is Giannis, the best all-around player when healthy was LeBron James, and you about to see it one more time. You about to see it one more time. Uh, so it's all about uh, one season at a time now. Are we talking about overall career? Are we talking about right now? Period. Right now. Period. Right now, right now, period, I'm going with Kevin Durant. Just on scoring ability. Um, but but all around, all around ball player. You're going with LeBron. I'm going with LeBron. Try decision, decision making, ball handling, getting teammates involved, rebounding. That's 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 LeBron. Giannis is a is a is a uh, that stuff. You know, um, 
he can put up he can put up numbers, but you know, I, he's a champion now. But I can't, I really can't deny him anything. Um, but um, you know, he, he he's not he his decision making doesn't compare to LeBron James. You know, he he got away with the championship. You know, but uh, his decision making overall ability don't compare to LeBron James. They, 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 um, they got to, they got, they, they got in the finals, um, got a good matchup with Phoenix, you know, so, got a good, a good matchup with Phoenix, and I, I mean, none, I think none for that championship, but I don't think Phoenix was even the best in the West. Anthony Davis don't get hurt, they don't even smell the finals. Is that a salty Lakers fan coming out of you? Ah, no, it's just yeah, it's true. It's the truth. <laughs> I, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. You know, I'm mean, just making sure. You got, you got, you got the right to say that because you know I am a Laker. You know I am a, a Laker man from way back. You, you, you got the right to question my, um, my opinion on that. I mean, I mean, that, that, matter of fact, I do. Matter of fact, I. I I, I like that. I like that you brought that up. <laughs> you know, see if they can go back. See if they can go back. You know, Chris Freakwell showed super steel by coming back, super hard by coming back, and then with the with the uh, shoulder injuries and things like that. But at the end, it was at the end, man. You know, it was too late. You know, the, the Bucks was the Bucks were too much. And um, I mean, Holiday's a good Holiday's a good Holiday's a good guy, and he, he he that's the most consistent I've seen him play in a while. Holiday really showed up, you know. Before they had Bledsoe and they had even Senzo and those other guys, they're all right. But uh, Holiday took them over the hump. How does Westbrook fit in with the Lakers? Uh, early, early, it might be a little, it might be a little rough. Early, but once he finds his fit, it'll be a dominant force again. Early, early, he has a problem with trying to do too much, or maybe not doing enough, kind of, kind of fit in with everyone else. We're going to see tonight. They play tonight, right? Yes, they do. Okay. That's what I'm looking forward to. I hope I, hope I can stay away. I really hope I can stay away. But I will. If not, I will be setting my recorder. <laughs> <laughs> so. The king. So, a, a lot of people who listen to the show, they value what you have to say. I got a text from somebody who's a big fan of yours. Uh, oh, yeah? Yeah, Kenny Sim. I'll give Kenny a shout-out. Kenny Sim. He's a big fan of yours. He always loves the Mr. Zach take. So, what he wants me to ask you is this. He wants your predictions. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. Atlanta Hawks 
Okay, and what's the West? And let's do this. NBA. So, who do you have winning both of those series? Oh, I, I got I got Lakers and Lakers and um Lakers and Brooklyn in the finals. Oh, okay. Who who you got winning? Because we got because there's gonna be some heat in that series. Depends on if Kyrie's back. If Kyrie's back, who you got? If Kyrie's back, if if Kyrie's back, Brooklyn might like Brooklyn could compete, but without Kyrie, we don't win. I mean, not we, the Lakers. Would be a champ without 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 Kyrie. With Kyrie, it could be a seven game series. Without Kyrie, with Kyrie. Okay, what what what's without the Kyrie, the Lakers take it easily. Yeah. So you think in like five six games? The Lakers take it. Okay, but if it's if it's if Kyrie's back, we're talking about a seven game classic. It can go either way. Seven game classic. Can for sure do that. Oh, you, you better believe it. So, Zach, I want to thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach, aka Zach Williford, for coming on the podcast. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 345th episode of. Barbershop Sports Talk.